right. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sport of Business Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scanlon. Hey, I wanted to get some housekeeping out of the way, uh, mainly to let you know about a seminar that we have coming up at CrossFit Burke in, in Fairfax, Virginia. And that's coming up the second weekend in April. So if you haven't yet, head over to 321goproject.com uh, to reserve your spot in that seminar. So some things that we're going to be talking about, we finally just landed on a uh, what I think is going to be a pretty great agenda with this. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about websites, what your online presence looks like, and do some, give you some tools to sort of audit your, your online presence and your website to make sure that it's attracting visitors and, and in fact, converting those visitors to members of your gym. And, uh, and speaking of, of converting members, we'll also be talking about some different marketing strategies. And, and most importantly, I actually was just talking to a gym owner on the phone about uh, how the Instagram algorithm is beginning to look a lot a lot like the Facebook algorithm. So, so as you guys know, if you have your Facebook account, uh, you post something on there and you, you don't pay to have that boosted, a very small percentage of your following will actually see that post. So, I, I mean, I think we're in the neighborhood of like 2 to 5%. And, uh, and Instagram has is now trending towards that same arrangement. So what's really interesting to me is that you know when when we really get hung up on these sort of tactical elements of marketing like hey man if you you know do this facebook post and boost it for 5 bucks and that turns into x number of members you know these things are are now changing on on a they're definitely changing on an annual basis uh but but now it, i mean as technology progresses these these best practices and the way that we use social media is going to begin changing on on what i imagine is going to be a monthly basis and when and i found that if you understand like the strategy of marketing like at the heart of marketing if you understand your core difference as a business and you understand who your ideal clients are then like these tactics don't matter like Instagram changing their algorithm doesn't really matter to you because you understand who these customers are. You understand what makes you different. You understand what makes your business tick and you can then begin to connect the dots. And when we talk about marketing at these weekend seminars, that's really what we're driving at is is really giving you the tools to create a, a marketing roadmap, understand who you are, where your business is, how to attract the people that you want to attract. And we'll, we call these sort of your, your um, member personas or client personas, whatever you want to talk, however you want to uh, call them. That's something that we're going to do. That's an exercise that we're going to do extensively over the weekend. And then lastly, we're going to talk about your business, talk about how you're going to build up business systems, how to, how to tra- track the, uh, the financial health of your business and begin to allow you as a business owner to begin buying back some of your time. So again, if you haven't, that's going to be the, the second uh, weekend in, in April, CrossFit Burke. Uh, just uh, near Fairfax, Virginia. So um, go check that out, 321goproject.com. Uh, click on one of the Fuel Your Passion seminars. 
and uh, and go ahead and get registered. It's going to be a good time. There's going to be plenty of time for you to interact with other gym owners, and uh, it, it's going to be a really great time. So while we're on the subject of marketing, as I was beginning to sort of plan out some of these presentations for this seminar, I thought I'd give you guys a little taste of some things that we're going to talk about. And, you know, the Internet right now seems to be completely buzzing about online marketing and marketing automation and 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 social media how do we use these different things and and don't get me wrong i am a huge fan of online marketing i i love the fact that i have marketing automation systems in place that are going on right now as we speak there's probably emails being sent out on on my behalf right now and while i sleep you know Two nights ago, I woke up to notifications of people engaging in a marketing campaign while I was asleep. So I don't want you to misconstrue this podcast as to say that I'm not a huge fan of online marketing because I definitely am. But I want to talk about uh, offline marketing particularly today. And the reason that I am a huge fan of offline marketing is because it's proven to have the highest conversion rate. Now, you're not able to speak to as large of an audience as you can online. So, I mean, like I can run a Facebook ad, for example, and I can get 10,000 eyeballs on something fairly easily. Uh, So whereas you're not speaking to that big of an audience, you're speaking to an audience that have pre-qualified themselves to, to walk in your door or to interact with you uh, in a face-to-face point of contact. And ultimately, we know that, that when an athlete joins our gym, that's going to be their ongoing interaction with us. It's going to be this face-to-face, very uh, consistent, you know, handshake, high-five, that kind of thing. So uh, by, by giving equal preference to some online marketing – or I'm sorry, offline marketing strategies, you're able to sort of show your athletes – what their ongoing involvement is going to look like in your gym. So this is this is really fresh for me because every spring in my gym, I begin to do a lot more offline activity. And I don't know, if your guys' gym is anything like mine, I mean, for some reason, like when March hits, it's game on for people uh, wanting to join uh, join my gym. And, and I, I sort of think that this is because... Most everybody's already failed their New Year's resolution at this point. I don't get a ton of New Year's resolution traffic, but um, I surely get a ton of springtime traffic. So I want to make sure that I have as many different interesting opportunities to market to these sort of springtime resolution people as possible. So um, let's, let's go through... You know, actually, let's just use an event that I'm doing uh, as an example of offline marketing. So uh, one of my goals this year is to do some training programs for soccer kids. And that's because my neighbor runs an indoor, like, soccer camp place. It's a small indoor soccer field, and they're always kind of running kids through some recreational leagues. They've got some adult leagues and stuff like that. And I sort of noticed that there is this pain point that a lot of soccer coaches have, and it's this issue of off-season strength and conditioning geared towards injury prevention. Um, 
So, as you know, any of you that are involved in high school sports at all understand that the ACL injury rate out there is tremendous. And this is sort of a problem that that nobody is attempting to solve at this point. So I thought, wow, this is just a great opportunity that we can come in and use some of the principles that we have in our gym of strength training, mobility, cardiovascular endurance, uh, training all of these things simultaneously, and come alongside these coaches and really help them out. Now, uh, if you have ever uh, picked up a phone or sent an email to a youth or high school strength and conditioning coach and told them, hey, bro, I've got a better way to train your athletes. Uh, That's probably the quickest way that you're going to get somebody to hang up on you. So we really need to kind of get our foot in the door in a way that solves an existing problem for these coaches. So uh, here's our problem that we're trying to solve is that in July, most of these kids have sort of a transition month between their club soccer and their school soccer. And we want to come in and provide uh, training services for these kids, mainly focused on uh, strengthening and mobility and then partnering with another coach to do some soccer drills and things like that. So what we're doing is uh, what I would consider an offline marketing opportunity to get some people interested in our brand and what we're doing. So what I've done is I have I have three friends in the uh, or connection colleagues whatever uh, in the health field. So there's a, a chiropractor, a chiropractic student who is also a powerlifting coach, and then a physical therapist. So these are three very talented professionals that are also really motivated to expand their brand and establish their expertise. So already I have three people in my immediate circle uh, with whom I share uh, a vision and a goal of promoting wellness, injury prevention, strength training amongst other athletes. So one thing that I can solve, so if you think about this ideal scenario is that everybody's getting a problem solved. So uh, these athletes, these student athletes are getting some sound training advice. Um, The coaches have somebody speaking to injury prevention. I have the opportunity to train athletes and charge to train athletes. So there's a financial incentive for me. And these partners that I have also are wanting to build their brand and become a trusted source for providing uh, preventative maintenance for athletes. So there's this big problem and there's all these parties that are interested in solving it. And so I thought, well, okay, well, why don't we just do a free event for area coaches and athletes? Let's see if we can't get as many strength and conditioning coaches in the same room from as many different disciplines as possible. Perfect. So I I gathered this team of experts and we decided, okay, well, let's go ahead and do this event. We'll invite as many uh, people out to it as possible. You know, each of you get into your email list and we'll blast it out to them and try and get them in the space. So what we're going to do here is hold a high quality event. And what I've done is I've sort of recruited other people in the community 
who would benefit from having people in my space. So I'm providing a benefit to both the coaches and to these healthcare providers in my network. I've also probably tripled, if not quadrupled, the my marketing reach by having this offline event. So let's think about this. Let's take this chiropractor, for example. She has a very real benefit of expanding her patient base or building her brand. So if I'm going to feature her in an event, she's going to be really likely to share that with other people in her circle. So I don't have to put as much marketing effort out there to try and get people in the door. I've got other people doing it for me because they have a strong incentive to get people in the door. And same is true for the physical therapist, for the powerlifting coach. Same is true for the guy that owns this indoor soccer lot as well. So all of these people are more than willing to share my event. And it's a free event. So, of course, why wouldn't you come, right? So here, so this is the best practice for building an event. So number one, when you go to build an event, you want to think about how can I provide as much value to as many people as possible. So we're not just thinking about the attendees. In fact, I would almost think about the attendees to your event secondary. So think about getting some presenters on your team that will see just as much value from the event as you will. So you know, job number one to do offline marketing is to get as many people involved as will benefit from it as possible. So that's number one. Um, number two is obviously provide really good content. Like at the end of the day, when we talk about content creation, like if your content sucks and it's not useful and it doesn't give people uh, the opportunity to turn around and take action or even just learn one small thing from that, then it, it will fail. So make sure that you have good, valuable content that is speaking to problems that people have. So that's one and two. And then three, you want to think about what is your long-term play with this offline event? So for me, that means that come July, I'm hoping to have an email list of a bunch of coaches that understand that I have some professionals in my circle, that I provide valuable content, that I'm a trusted source for strength and conditioning for sports-specific athletes. That's my ultimate goal. And now, when I go to tell these coaches about this summer training camp that I'm doing, they're going to remember me. So it's not a cold call anymore, you know. They've been into my gym. They've probably done a few mobility drills, uh, you know, learned something from one of the physical therapists or chiropractors that I'm going to have out there. So we're, we're ascribing value and establishing ourselves as experts in the community. So when people register for this event or sign up for it, you better believe that I'm uh, grabbing some email addresses and I'm going to follow up with them with some of the information that they learned. I'll probably send them a few more value-based emails after the fact. And then when it gets a little closer to July, 
then I'm going to begin selling them on something. So instead of that cold call trying to get, oh, hey, have all your kids come train with me because I know better than everybody else, it's no. It's kind of a slower process of building expertise. So let's think of it, and this is just an example of something that I'm getting ready to do in April, but you can do this with literally any sort of event. I've I've got a couple of uh, my business coaching clients who are doing grand openings or grand reopenings and we've been talking through some of these common elements of offline marketing so when you think about hey i'm going to throw an event that is my grand opening the first thing that you do is think about how much value can i add to as many people as possible for this event so this is you know, finding sponsors, getting as many attendees out there, maybe getting somebody to come and throw up a food truck to help promote their brand. You know, just make it as fun and value-based as possible. That's step number one for your offline marketing. Step number two is gather contact information in as many ways as possible. So like for my event, I've got an event registration set up through Eventbrite, which is just free software that you can put a link on there. And I'm going to have everybody's email address that attended. If you're doing an open house or grand opening, do some drawings and, you know, pull names out of the hat. I mean, whatever it is, just gather contact information. That's the whole reason that those people are there. And chances are, if they set foot in your door, they are probably very ready to join your gym or like I I always like to say make a purchasing decision they're right on the cusp if they step foot in the door and then lastly is follow-up 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 I can't stress this enough I hear a lot of times that like oh I I did this uh, you know wad and wine event and then I thanked everybody for coming and nobody joined And I'm just like, oh, you you know, you've got to follow up more than that. So think about how many times it took you to make major life decisions. You know, think about, uh, you know, when you went shopping for an apartment or something like that. I mean, understand that we're asking a lot of our members. So we need to uh, provide plenty of follow-up opportunity after the fact. So gather contact information the next day thank them for coming the day after that give them some kind of offer or coupon code or just a a shout out you know give them some kind of of really valuable offer that they only get because they attended your event and then give them a couple more reminders as this value-based offer uh, reaches its expiration date so like we've talked about in the past about marketing and sales, you know, urgency and scarcity are uh, are paramount. So think about that as you begin to do your follow-up campaign after your offline event. So to recap this, offline events are a great marketing tool, but there's a couple components that really make them uh, stand out from the rest and make sure that people are converting after the fact. Number one is provide as much value as possible for as many people as possible. Uh, Step number two, gather contact information, like religiously gather contact information. And then step number three is follow up 
and follow up and follow up again. So you can have an idea in your head of providing more value in these email campaigns that you give to people after they come and then give them some kind of offer that has an expiration date on it. So guys, I hope that helps kind of map out your first or maybe your hundredth offline marketing event. Uh, this is the basic strategy, really. I mean, the the tactic doesn't matter. The strategy is the same. So, you know, whereas I've got a physical therapist and a chiropractor coming out, like you guys could have somebody come out and teach your members how to make homemade beer or, or, or anything. I mean, any sort of value-based fun thing that gets people interacting and in your space will just lead to uh, you being a trusted source for you know health and fitness and wellness and community and all of these things that that um, that, that make you really stand out from your competition so Guys, uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, as always, please head over to iTunes. Uh, throw us a review. We love to hear from you. Subscribe to the show if you haven't. Uh, we've had some awesome guests these last couple weeks and even more to come. So have a great week. Thanks for listening.